want to do more than follow orders, think outside of the box, and manifest your dreams, then you've come to the right show. Welcome to the award-winning podcast, Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. I'm your host, Jen Amos, a gold star daughter, veteran spouse, and entrepreneur. For season seven, I am ecstatic to be in partnership with the Rosie Network to highlight motivational stories of personal growth, financial awareness, and autonomy in our military community. Now, let's get started. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode here at Holding on the Fort podcast by U.S. Vet Wealth. We have a very U.S. Vet Wealth centric episode today. Really, really excited. Just like how I had introduced you to one of my colleagues, Trevor, last week and the week before that. I am now fortunate to share with all of you a conversation with, you know, someone whom I call one of our very reputable, respectable, admirable (laughs) uh, referral partner here at U.S. Vet Wealth, Mike Wallace. So here's a phrase that describes him really well. This is a quote he said in this conversation. The single thing that's worse than having no intel is bad intel. (laughs) So every time I do episodes like this, I bring on my husband, Scott, as my co-host. He's also my business partner at US Vet Wealth. And he works very closely with Mike Wallace. We interview our, you know, he's our favorite military retiree advocate from the company Blue Water Advisors. And this is part one of a two-part interview. In this conversation, Mike Wallace begins sharing how he first met us, Scott and I, and is impressed by Scott's approach in educating people on the Survivor Benefit Plan. I'll never forget going to my first vendor event promoting you know, what we do at US Vet Wealth and the topic of the Survivor Benefit Plan. And I remember a spouse saw that and her response was, oh, that's morbid talk. Now, mind you, I'm, I'm exaggerating how she said it, but it's how she described it, how she described the survivor benefit plan, which in her opinion is considered the morbid talk. And at US Vet Wealth, we make it more than the morbid talk. In fact, that is not the primary reason why we talk about it. We actually educate beyond that. We educate what else is available and you know, making sure that should your family qualify for something in the private market that you do and you can and that we help you get the proper plan that actually may be better than just the morbid talk. So anyway, Mike talks about that in this conversation. He also reflects on his own experience with the transition process after leaving the military, you know, feeling unprepared. He also shares how he started Blue Water Advisors. You know, one of the reasons why I also love bringing on people that, you know, Scott and I work with is because I want to continue to give you all examples. Whether you decide to like hire the services of anyone who's ever been on the show, it doesn't really matter to me. What mainly matters to me is that you capture the story, that you get inspired, that there are people in our community, whether they're active duty or they've already transitioned or they're connected to the military community in some way, such such as a military spouse. You know, I ultimately hope that you are inspired and motivated to know that there are people in our community that are doing more than following orders, they are thinking outside the box, and they are manifesting their dreams. And so Mike is another one of those many examples that I have the fortune of introducing here in our community. So anyway, Mike talks about how he started Blue Water Advisors to address the need for better transition support 
based on his experiences being approached for help by many other veterans. To close out part one of this interview, Scott, my husband slash co-host slash business partner, wear lots of hats, of course, discusses what he learned from observing Mike's early cohort programs because, you know, they knew each other early on, especially before Blue Waters even began a couple of years ago. Scott discusses what he learns from observing Mike's early cohort programs and how it is different from other transition programs and support that he has seen. So Mike, it was an absolute pleasure having you on our show. I know that you talk to Scott like pretty much on a weekly basis on his show. So for you to take time to talk on my show on top of that meant a lot to me. And also shout out to my husband. Thank you for leading this conversation, especially because my audio quality is still choppy in this one. And so it is great to you know, sit back, sit back and have someone else work for me. (laughs) Sit back and have someone else do the hosting. I am not against that at all, at all. I love, you know, I love being an active listener. I love listening in on people's conversations, at least in this fashion. And it was just great for my husband to take charge in this conversation. So thank you, honey. All right. And with that said, please, please enjoy this episode. Also stick around after the outro to hear more about any additional bonuses or commentary that I want to add about this conversation. All right. Enjoy. Well, all right then. Well, welcome back. I'm Scott Tucker, and we're doing another Take a Knee Tuesdays with Mike Wallace from Blue Water Advisors, but doing a little bit something different today because we were lucky enough to have my wife, Jen Amos Tucker, and we're going to do a a live interview with Mike for Jen's podcast, Holding Down the Fort, as she's just about to launch a brand new season. So if you are catching this live and watching it right now, What's really helpful is if you hit the like or leave us a comment, we can interact with you during these conversations or address questions you have in the comments at the end. Or of course, if you know how the LinkedIn works, when you're, you share the post or just leaving a like or, or whatever, or one of those little smiley faces, it helps boost the posts and, and get the word out. So there are retirees who are just getting onto LinkedIn. Maybe this might be their first day on LinkedIn. How great would it be Never for know. that person to hear this conversation? So that's the mentality of what we're doing Every Tuesday, other than a little bit of travel that Mike's coming up, we'll, we'll do some announcements there. Or I don't know. Is there anything big announcements we want to do before uh, we start the interview? Uh, Mike, you got anything you want to announce coming well, up? I, I, we mentioned it last week, Scott, but just for the Blue Water team, right? Next week takes us out to the Navy's Tailhook Convention, right? Which is where we meet with the Tailhook Association and large gatherings out there. And it's a great few days. We'll be in route uh, next Wednesday. Events kick off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then people kind of work their way back, you know, towards the end of the weekend. But uh, we'll be in place. Uh, myself and Steve Weeman are going to come. It's a little bit different for Blue Water this year. We've had booths in the past. We've tried to give some networking discussions out there. We've done that two years in a row. This year is our third year in attendance out there. And we're going to just be available. We're going to make the rounds. We're going to talk to leadership. We're going to talk to everybody out there. As many one-on-one conversations as what we can get in. We just want to be in place for our members and potentially future members for us to engage or to be engaged by them and answer any questions that they've got, right? So that's going to be the approach that we're taking this year. So they're going to be long days for us, but we'll be around and we'll get a chance to see everybody. So we hope to see everybody out there. Yeah, very cool. No, we miss yeah. those conferences. We used to go to a bunch of those kind of podcasting style conferences. But we want to get more involved in, in the military ones. So good you're doing a kind of 
a recon for yeah. us. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, you can let us know if it's uh, worth our time. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> we're going to... De- well, of course, it's always worth the time. It's just, you know, people go to those things for particular reasons and, you know, they might... It's like, well, yeah. talk about survivor benefit plan. I wasn't expecting... Anyways, but but that's why we're doing our workshop this weekend at Saturday in Virginia that's Beach. Right. So if you are local to Hampton Roads, mm-hmm. this is a bit of a test. Hey, we're actually looking for people that have... Known us a little bit. I mean, if you don't know about us and you just want to learn about the survivor benefit plan decision, that's what we're doing on Saturday. It'll be super useful. You're going to learn a ton there. If you have known about us and maybe even you're already a client of ours, but still love to have you there because we're rolling out a whole bunch of new ways of talking about this and you know other topics. Mm-hmm. And you want to see people in person, get some feedback. And we built the whole thing because of what we learned from the military retirees we've talked with. You know, I say I've know I've spoken with over 500 military retiring families over the last 15 years I've been doing this. So I've seen this conversation, whether it's the job or I don't know what I want to do when I grow up, or I only want to put in another good 10 years, Scott, or I don't know what I don't know. This is what we hear. So Mike, you know, I know you hear versions of that. You know, I see it from the financial perspective and the most useful thing that we can do for financial wellness is increasing the sources of our income. So that's what today's interview is going to be about, both from what you do to help doing that, but also your own story, Mike, I think is what Jen's going to get into. So that's my introduction. Hi, Tom. How you doing? We're doing one of these interviews with you soon, I know. So if we want to, we can, we can do it live here as well. But yeah, I'm going to officially <laughs> transition this over to the Holding Down the Fort podcast. I don't know, Jen, if you want me to pull up a logo or website or something, let me know. But <laughs> No, you don't have to do any of that. Yeah. For the post-production, I'm just going to take the video files separately and you know make my own overlay and stuff like that. But for now, you guys just get to see what I do behind the scenes as typically I do not record these live. So you're going to hear a little bit of my own coaching for Mike here and how to you know, have a conversation for holding down the fort. So basically, just as a recap, Mike, I sent the notes to you already. So when I share this with you, you can either speak from your own personal experience or, you know, what you're doing for your Blue Water Advisor members. But I do think it's important to share your personal story in this as well. So we're going to be covering, you know, what you are actively doing to aspire for more than following orders, thinking outside the box and striving toward or living your ideal post-military life. And we'll talk a little bit about your relationship with U.S. Vet Wealth. So those are the points that I hope to hit today. But I do want to open up with an icebreaker question. So we're going to do that as well. So is um, any questions about that before we officially get started? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I just want to say I've done this several of these with each of you. Scott, she comes up with the agenda like that. We're just <laughs> off the cuff here, right? So I already noticed in some differences and similarities here. See, <laughs> see how we work well together? It's like I get the big idea. Yeah. Maybe we gotta narrow it down. See no, all this is all messy this is. Like we did this and it's it's really well, just this I, one I, thing. I got my whiteboard back there too. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. We're visual animals, right? Go ahead, yeah. Jenna. I'm ready. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm ready Okay, for sure. All right. Okay, cool. So I'm just going to jump into it. And just so you know, in the post-production, I will do a formal introduction of you so that today we could just focus on having a conversation just like what you already do with Scott. So it's just going to be super casual and fun and, you know, just leave it to me to try to hit the most important points. And you're just here to share your story. So, all right. So let's go ahead and get into it. I'm just pretending I'm starting over. (laughs) And here we go. All right. Well, welcome back to season seven of Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Bet Wealth. I am incredibly excited today because I have two incredible people on my show. The first one, of course, is my husband, Scott, slash business partner. 
<laughs> and we are actually doing this recording live. At the time of this recording, it's live on LinkedIn and YouTube and all that. And normally I don't do these live. So you're, for people that are joining us live, you'll get to see kind of what goes on behind the scenes. But the reason why we're having this live today is because normally on Tuesdays, Scott gets together with Mike Wallace here, who they host the show, which is newly named Take a Knee Tuesdays. And uh, we'll be learning more about Mike here shortly. I feel like he's been part of our network for some time now, but I'll have him share that with our audience here. And so without further ado, Mike Wallace, welcome to Holding on the Forts by U.S. Fit Wallace. Jen. So happy to be here with you guys. Love these days, right? And so it's so exciting and happy to get into it. Yeah. I thought I'd ask an icebreaker question. It's kind of a new thing I'm doing for my show. And considering that it's currently summer, I thought I would ask you, what is your favorite season? Your, your favorite and your least favorite. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> uh, so I think it's probably going to have to be where we're at right now, right? Summer. Summer's just a great time. Allows you to kind of get out, do lots of outside stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, we've got good friends we enjoy going to the lake with and uh, just doing all kind of fun outside activities, right? Although the last couple of days, I will tell you with the 105 heat index and all that kind of stuff, Probably not my best version of what I think an enjoyable summer outside is. You know, I kind of, you know, let's let's make it 90, right? 87 <laughs> to 90 with real low humidity, right? I, I kind of like that. Yeah, you probably do better off in like the desert because there's like barely any humidity there. <laughs> so, like that. Yeah. So, yeah. but no, I love the summer. It's a great time. Not that I don't like other seasons too, right? They all kind of bring their uniqueness to them, right? Winter, especially right here, can kind of get bitterly cold, right? But, you know, that's mm -hmm. a good opportunity to travel someplace else warm, right? So Yeah. Well, that's funny how you like summer because I hate summer, oh <laughs> mainly because of the humidity, which attracts mosquitoes and mosquitoes just absolutely love me. So, you know, okay. Scott knows we'll have, well, I'll have like my citronella candles on in the house and even like the <laughs> zapper, like the light zapping thing. And I'll still get like three mosquito bites just like sitting in my living room. It's just, I don't know. They just find a way to come and suck my blood. It's great. But anyway, other than that, I do like the outdoor stuff. We haven't done paddle boarding this year, but that's definitely one of my favorite things to do yeah. if it was more convenient for us. And so, yeah, I just appreciate you taking a minute here to share one of your favorite Absolutely. seasons. But like you said, like every season has its quirks. So, yeah. Well, with that being said, Mike, for people that are learning about you for the first time, you have known Scott for some time now, and it's really only in the recent months that we've really been actively collaborating. So can you open up by just sharing the backstory of, of how you two met. And Scott, feel free to chime in on this as well. But we'll start with you, Mike. No, you know, and, and not that I would ever correct you on your own podcast here, right? But I would argue that we've probably been collaborating for some time here. I think very quickly, and I go back, Scott, golly, if you look back at the start of Blue Water, where we really started noodling hard on this and then formed ourselves as a company back in the fall of 2020, where we pressed forward and did our first cohort in January of 2021, right? So we're coming up on three years that we've been doing this. It was right at that first quarter, Scott, that you and I aligned. You've been along for the whole ride. And the first thing I remember that struck a chord with me about Scott is I understood what he was 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 stepping into and what he was a part of and and what he was bringing forward was as I like to kind of say it it was a better understanding of SBP and really what it was and 
being a veteran that went through my own career progression or transition process, and I'm not saying that this is the same conversation for every veteran that's out there, but I reflected back on my own experience when I was introduced to SBP. I was really given a uh, scared straight pitch. Hey, this is the most important thing of your life. You've got to you know, jump in and take advantage of this. And I absolutely remember the person that was rolling out the discussion that they said, and if you don't do this, here's a piece of paper. You have to take this home and get your wife to sign because if you don't do it, she has to say that it's okay not to do it. And then you have to bring all this stuff. It was just this big, horrible, you know, a play on fear really is what it was. And I so did not appreciate that at all. I mean, there was there was no attempt to educate me on what it was. There was no attempt to educate me on is this really a good fit for you or not, right? And it, and it just didn't go down. And again, for any listeners out there, I'm not saying that that's everybody's experience. I'm saying that was my experience, okay, to be fair. So I would love to tell you both that that I made an informed and educated decision, but that's not at all what happened. I think I made the right decision in the long run, but ultimately I just said, no, I'm not getting into this. And I stepped back and walked away, but I didn't do that from an informed, educated Mm. standpoint. I just didn't appreciate the whole experience. So when I saw Scott and what he was doing, I was like really intrigued. And the more I understood about what his approach was and his ability to educate me on, hey, this is what this really is. And it's a very fair, open-minded conversation. This may be a good fit for you if you look like this, but if you don't look like this and you're not shaped in this box and there's a number of parameters and attributes, Scott, and I would could articulate that much better than I could. But but if you're not in this, hey, let me show you a better way forward, like that you can get far and above and beyond what this legacy institutionalized program offers, right? And I just love the approach. And so even though he's an army guy, right? I mean, and and being a naval aviator, I go, oh, Scott's a little- More this on purpose today. Right, you know, I mean, I kind of tease him a little bit on that. I was intrigued. I was absolutely- excited. So that's kind of part one. And and he's really been along for the ride. We had Scott as a part of a couple of our cohorts. Mm. In fact, you've done that on a number of occasions where your schedule, you could come in and, and just make, you know, an introduction and just let everybody know kind of what it is you're about and everything. And, and I wish Scott that, that our, our day long cohort, we had more time built in. You've set with us, you understand this is a fire hose. This is Steve Weeman, myself and you know, our other career progression consultants, it is a level best effort for us to get going at 8.15 and we do not stop until, you know, 4.30 or almost five sometimes. And there's just no more time that we can squeeze and fit anything in the day. Nor I think, as I've said, should we distract from your, your goal on that day or whatever his intentions are, they're showing up for, because, um, you know, our solution quite frankly, is we think we can solve it pretty quickly and it easily, at least yeah. to give people the confidence so they don't feel like they're kind of blindsided on this. And and then you can go make their decisions more info. But that's what we wrote the book for and have info for. And, but I, and, and I think, Jen, you know, as we, as Scott and I have grown together and mm-hmm. gone down this path, we've looked for those ways. How can I still make members aware of what he's doing? Because here's the wonderful thing. And I love opportunities like this. Scott and I are in the same space. We cherish the same group, the audience, the membership, but we're absolutely not competitive in mm-hmm. 
the value that we bring to our members. We're synergistic. And I truly believe that in my heart, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, I know my members, not a hundred percent, but many of them will benefit from having conversations with Scott. So I do my best to make that available to my members. I want them to be aware that there's a resource out there. It's a force multiplier, right? To use a military Mm -hmm. term. It really is. We're better together than we are apart, right? And Scott, you get it. Not 100% of members come through are seeking this insight. Some have it. Some don't want it, but some absolutely do. And I love having you be a resource because well be it that somebody comes to me and starts diving into this. I'm like, hey, I can share with you my own personal experience, but I'm probably not the expert to explain to you mathematically if this is a good fit for you or not. Let me introduce you to Scott. He's that guy, right? And so I just love it, Jen. And we've grown together. And I think you're probably right. Over the last six months, we continue to come closer together and we're aligned and we're figuring out better ways. You guys do a fantastic job with technology and getting the word out. And I love being a part of that. And I just continue to earn trust and bring value to our members, right? We're customer obsessed. And every member that walks through our door, it's our job to help them navigate to their next success. And that's what we're committed to, right? So, Yeah, Mike, that's how I think I saw that first day you brought me in, me and the other half of me that's no longer here. I used to weigh a lot more. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I, I know I know what he's saying, but I didn't know if the audience knew what you were saying. So I'm glad you clarified what you meant. <laughs> but um, no, what, what I noticed being in that room, because yeah, what, what Jen was referring to with the collaboration, it's like, I think what we did in those first few years was we were just learning. You were learning. And what I learned from you specifically is, is you give me the opportunity to come in that room Again, I've been in this military retirement space. By that point, it was well, still over a decade. We're going on 15 years now. But that was the first time in those, you know, in that decade or so that I'd seen anybody put together something like what you had done there, Mike. And especially with that amount of senior leaders in the room, but outside of the, whether it's the government, you know, TAPS program or ruling or roiling or, you know, or some other thing. Like this was a private, like, hey, you're in the corporate environment now. Like here's just the hard truth. Yeah. It's, you know, we're buddies. We can trust each other a little bit more. It's a smaller group, that kind of thing. And then kind of what I saw from sitting in the other side of the table is how much these senior leaders who I've always been talking to them for the last decade, one-on-one, but as a group to recognize that they didn't have enough information about their post-military life in what was coming up, whether it's job or SBP or otherwise, and it's not their fault. It's just, you know, it's been, it's been a high tempo environment for the last two decades. We all know why. And yet we make it sound like, oh, everybody loves veterans. They're just going to hire you and you're going to get paid a bunch. And then nobody knows what they're worth. Nobody knows what they want to do. And it takes some time to figure it's it a, out. It's, it's and it applies to everyone. Like you, you've seen it. And we've had to develop a little bit of language to describe what it is we're talking about. And what you're talking about there, and Jen, you've heard me say this before, Mm-hmm. It's the ocean of goodwill. There's no less than 40,000 organizations across the United States that claim to be the answer to what veterans need to hear in transition, right? And and again, being fair, there are some, I think, that that have a niche and deliver and and do some good things. There's a whole lot of them out there that I personally think 
have no business in the space. Um, mm-hmm. That's just my Mike Wallace's opinion. I won't name names here, but if somebody wanted to get me offline, I'm happy to have those conversations because, listen, and not to segue into the next topic here, Jen, if that's what you want to talk about, but I go back to my own experience, right? My own mm-hmm. transition. And you guys know I hate that word. We prefer career progression because I don't want to change anybody into something new. I want to progress you into the great thing that you are and into something, mm-hmm. you know, you know, into future successes that are going to build on that. But, you know, I think back when I went through back, it was late, late 2014, early 2015. Listen, I did all these legacy institutionalized programs that were out there. I did TAP. I did ETAP. I I did them a few times. I went to Ruland. I did some of these other courses that are out there and I was appreciative. I went to the Fleet and Family Service Centers and I took, you know, resume writing courses that they offer and I did all these things. And I was absolutely appreciative. And I can remember being so thankful and grateful. But here's the thing, you guys. I had to take it all at face value. I didn't have a yardstick. I didn't know what good was because we don't. We don't have anything to compare it to. This is what's given to me. So it's just like every one of my seven or eight or nine deployments or whatever I've been on, right? You take your pillow and your two sheets and your wool blanket and you shut the heck up. And that's what you get when you go on deployment. I just assumed that that was good. And it wasn't until I had actually, long story, and we talk a, a lot about this in, in our cohorts, when I finally landed at the executive headquarters in South Lake Union in Seattle working for Amazon. And I'd been in the company for about six months. And that's when it hit me like a ton of bricks. I go, whoa, because I was struggling. I'm like, why is this site picture not unfolding based on everything that I'd been given along the way? And it was just not lining up. And- what I suddenly realized is a lot of the information that I'd been the recipient of, and I'm just, again, I'm not going to thrust my opinion on anybody. This is just Mike Wallace's thoughts. It was dated. It was stale. It was flat. Some of it was inaccurate, and a whole ton of it was absolutely wrong. And you and I know, we all know, right, our past military backgrounds. What's the one thing, the single thing that's worse than having no intel? Come on, say it. It's having bad intel. Oh, I was going to say too much. Right? Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you know, I can almost live with the expectation that I have no intelligence, right? Because mm. I know there's nothing there and I'm going to form my own opinions. But now I've been the recipient of bad intel and I'm going to force mm. this to go down based on what I thought was good, but it's bad. And so you have to back all the way out of this mindset and then just kind of start over. And so when I did this, it was almost like I walked outside and the sun came out and things started to make sense. And I go, wow, I empowered myself to look at this differently and to have a different set of expectations and approach. And so at that point in time, you're going to laugh at me, but I did what you would have done or anybody else would have done. I said, okay, I am going to fix this. And so I took weekends, I took evenings and I wrote a curriculum Mm. and I said, stop teaching this, teach this, stop telling people to prep this way, prep this way, stop doing these things. This is how you do this. Like, And I'm not asking anybody to do anything. I'm just saying, here you go, do this. And I learned very quickly the single most you know, challenging thing than to changing a government-sponsored program, like a TAB or an ETAB or something like this, that is DOD, DOL, Veterans Affair, multi-hat run, is... Here's the, there is no feedback loop. They don't want mm-hmm. it. There's nobody to even approach to give them this product. 
Like there's no place to plug into the organization to do that, which is an incredible waste. And so it just became a past and opening opportunity. Like, what can you do? I, I can't, nobody wants it. There's nobody. To, okay, great. So you move on. But what did not change in my life and coincidentally in parallel, what didn't change in my other partners' lives, Scott McDonald, Joe Dalton, and all of our career progression consultants is there are, there's an unending stream of individuals who are hungry for a current, relevant, credible message. Hey, Mike, how did you do this? Hey, Mike, do you know anybody at this company? Hey, Mike, would you take a look at my resume? Hey, hey Mike, how did you prep for your interview? Hey, when they did this, hey, Mike, I've got this offer letter, but I don't know what it means. You know, what is PTO? And I don't understand these terms. And is, is that negotiable or not? Hey, Mike, what about this? Like, it just never stopped. It never stopped. And when we decided, hey, the Amazon course had run its, its course, right? And we decided that we were going to relocate to the East Coast. For a number of reasons, I got back into some consulting and some contract work back here. It even got worse being here in the local area. Now people are seeking you out in person. Listen, I can't drink that much coffee and I love coffee. I'll drink it nonstop, but I cannot yeah. drink that much coffee. And so that was just a strong enough leading indicator for us, Jen, that we said, what is going on here? Yeah. And so that was pointed out. I had a couple of great friends that kind of approached me and they just said, hey, look, this is just, come on, what is going on here, right? We have to address this. And so I go, hey, very ironically, right? I've got a curriculum right here that we yeah. will to give back to the home team, but couldn't find anybody to do this. And so we put it together. We invested three, 400 hours of our own time. We put this thing together and then we just launched it word of mouth. We just said, if that's you and you need help, this is what we're doing. Hey, this is your host, Jen Amos. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. Visit holdingdownthefortpodcast.com to access the full show notes of this episode, including resources mentioned and bonus content. Once again, that's holdingdownthefortpodcast.com. Lastly, stay after this outro music for something a little extra. Thanks again and chat soon. Bye for now. All right. Thanks for hanging around for the post commentary of this episode, part one of our conversation with Mike Wallace. Actually, if you want to see any additional conversations that Scott and I have had with Mike, it's all available in our podcast portal. You could actually go to holding on the forward to podcast.com forward slash portal. You can create a free account there. And in addition to getting access to our portal, you also get access to free resources from US Vet Wealth. And part of the resources are exclusive interviews that we only hold in our portal. And so a lot of those conversations, we've actually had them with Mike Wallace. So if you're interested in hearing more of what he has to say, highly recommend that you join us in the portal. And so I'll leave it there for now. Thank you all so much for listening. And I look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Tune in next time.